Hi, I'm Jimmy Navio. Hey, how's it going, everyone? I'm back. I'm not dead. I'm alive. I promise. I missed you so much. Had some holiday stuff going on, and then I didn't feel so good. So uh, the streams have been kind of sporadic. Missed a couple week of podcasts. But I promise you we have some exciting things coming up in the next few weeks. I don't want to announce them yet because they're still in the works, but we have some pretty big guests that I'm excited about. Uh, uh, Probably not till January. It's really hard with the holidays and everything to uh, lock people down. But uh, soon, I promise, there's going to be many things to come. Uh, Reminder before I bring on my co-host, Mr. James28, This is recorded live on Twitch every week, usually on Wednesday nights. We're making an exception tonight. I really wanted to get one out this week, so we're doing it on Tuesday. Uh, Usually it's on Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific. I have real-life work responsibilities tomorrow and Thursday, so unfortunately I won't be streaming or podcasting or anything. So this is it. I'm doing a podcast this week. Get one out. I, I couldn't go three weeks without podcasting. We, uh can't let that happen that's when habits form three three times a habit right so uh also don't forget this podcast goes out on itunes google play spotify and youtube if there's anything that you could do to support the channel uh we're trying to get our subscriber count up on youtube and i know it's totally the whole cliche smash the sub button or diddle the bell all that shit but really like if you could subscribe to the YouTube channel, I'd really appreciate it. Um, the more subscribers you have, you know, their whole algorithm and everything, it, it just increases exposure. Uh, you know, eventually, if we get enough people, we can monetize the channel, all that stuff. So it helps. Um, also, don't forget, we do have a Hit the Bucket t-shirt available in my merch store. <laughs> yes, diddle the bell. Exactly. And if you want to reach out to us for any reason relating to the podcast specifically, if you want to be a guest, you have a topic, funny video, uh, whatever it might be, you want to be a sponsor, you can hit us up at hitthebucketpodcast at gmail.com. So that is it. That's all the intro cheesy that I have for you. So I'm going to go ahead and bring on my uh, trusty compadre here, Mr. James 28 Hi. Hello there. Look at that hair. Oh, thank you. November's over, bro. I know. I really got to shave it. <laughs> I like it. I, I, you should. You should rock it, man. I'm. At, I'm gonna shave the beard though. It's definitely not filling out the way I was thinking it would. So that's going away. Yeah. Maybe keep the mustache, but top of the head. No, that's that's getting shaved. At least shave trim. Yeah, trim. That's the word. Not do, so, is there? Do you meet? Do you reach critical mass where you have to part it where it just won't stick up anymore? Because I yep. noticed you've been parting it in the midst. Like gravity has taken hold, and you officially now have to uh, part the black sea of hair. I do. See, my hair goes through stages. When I trim it down really short, it's like I don't have to do anything. It's just short, sh- straight hairs. They just stand up on their own, easy. Yeah. But then as it gets a little longer, it's like, all right, I got to push it one way. And then that looks fine. But then as it grows, it starts to throw up a bit. And it's like, all right, that's fine. You got a little pompadour in there. It's all it's all good. But then after it reaches critical mass, 
the weight of it of the hair collapses in on itself and I gotta push it down both sides. <laughs> You're not feeding it enough uh, pizza rolls. It'll keep going vertical if you if you fuel it. You gotta give mm-hmm. it the strength to fight gravity. Mm-hmm. You're, right now, nah. Your pizza roll oh. intake is not sufficient to support the hair growth. So anyway, um, yeah, so uh, Thanksgiving week, I went glamping with Lady Navio. We went to this, uh, it's called Cava Robles. It's like a, her parents own one of those massive, like, rock star RVs. The thing was ridiculous. I don't know if you saw the pictures I posted mm-hmm, in the Discord, I but. I was like, what? Is that is that a full kitchen? Yeah, it's the full the, kitchen. The dining table? What? Queen size bed, like ridiculous. So it was a lot of fun. And that resort is it's not it I mean, it had like it had a clubhouse and a pool and hot tub and like yeah, bo- like, bocce ball. You, you said and, camping, but it's like it's no, basically an outdoor hotel. I was very deliberate when I said glamping. It was definitely glamour camping. It was uh <laughs> and Lady Navio and I actually had a conversation. I was like, "Man, I could, I could, I could get into this life. Maybe we need to get an RV or a trailer or something." And then I looked around and saw how many like giant Ford F three fifties and like the type of people that hang out at these places. And I was like, "I don't like Trump enough to do this." <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I want to start getting associated with these people. They're going to start talking. <laughs> And I don't think I can I can deal with that. But like a couple times a year, maybe. But like that, her so her dad's about to retire, and that's been his dream since the day he started working. Like he's been he's got like a financial advisor. Like he's been pumping money into his retirement fund. He's retiring early, I think. His normal retirement age is what like sixty five something. Yeah, sixty sixty five. Yeah, he's done. Right. He's like he's retiring. He's he's already got the RV. He's like. I think his last week was like this week or next week and he's off. He's doing his thing. Mm. He's already planning like which RV resorts he's going to stay at. And like, that's his life. They, like he accomplished his one goal mm-hmm. to, uh, he's like I set out, um, I had a mission going into this and I have fulfilled that mission. And now I can bask in my glory. Oh yeah. And he's RV. I mean, a testament to him and like, his ability to stick to that one goal and just save his ass off. And cause he didn't go, I mean, you, like, yeah, if you see the pictures, uh, anyone out there listening, you can uh, join my discord. The link is on my Twitch channel that it, it's, he didn't go halfway. It's not a, it's not a shitty little trailer. <laughs> he drops some serious coin on that thing and you know, good for him. It's pretty awesome. Maybe, maybe one day uh, we'll inherit it when he, when he, <laughs> needs an upgrade or something who knows mm-hmm. but uh so that was my uh thanksgiving week so we you know we had to leave thursday morning so i was wednesday was prep day and i couldn't do a podcast but and then the week after that i was sick so and then mm-hmm. you've been you've been getting your ass kicked by school too so oh yeah it's been rough to see thanksgiving week that was all right i had a nice thanksgiving with my roommate's family it was really weird because they're white And it's like, I'm not used to just like sitting at a table and having a quiet Thanksgiving dinner with like the immediate family. I'm used to like cousins number like one through 27 piling into my house and just like chaos. Yeah. I was like, this, this is odd, but it was nice. The food was good. His, his family were very warm and welcoming people. But then right after Thanksgiving break ended, I was like, wait, like that, that's it. That's the semester. Like. 
we're this close because it semester ends next week yeah I'm prepared i think uh my alma mater i think this week is their last week mm-hmm. i think they this is like friday's their last day and then they go on break for like three weeks or something yeah it's weird because it's like thanksgiving break and then it's like you're done yeah thanksgiving break and then you go back for like a couple weeks and then you're just, it's just over yeah because you start getting into the mindset like oh it's it's the final sprint and it's like no it's like it's like you already missed the sprint you're just walking like towards the end zone right now like, yeah that's it <laughs> Mashif liked our title bitch lasagna dude we're gonna talk about the whole pewdiepie thing we're just kind of catching up a bit and then we're gonna do the sheaf's beef and then we'll get into all the topics afterward but uh um, so I have, I really want to, nah, I probably shouldn't cause I got to reach out to him. I, it's probably going to happen in January, but we have a developer of a game that I've played on stream a few mm. times and I'm, I want to have him on oh, the right, podcast. This is. I've been talking to him and it's probably going to happen. So stay tuned for that. Uh, what else in news for me and us? You uh, won. Didn't you place in the last uh, Minion Masters tournament? I did. I placed three fourth because technically it's like the same slot. But so yeah, top four. It was pretty good. It's the highest I've ever placed in a King Puff Cup. Did you did you prep much? Oh no, I definitely. I was actually surprised. I was like. All right, I didn't troll myself this time. I submitted the decks that I usually play, like that I've been playing. So I had practice, but I didn't really put in like the hours or like really be like, all right, today I'm just gonna, you know, practice for a few hours, just play the game. It was just like, I'm gonna play for an hour or two. And then, you know, whatever happens tomorrow happens. And then, yeah, I placed pretty well, top four. So was that that high enough? Oh, I was gonna. I was. That's what I was gonna ask. Is if you that was high enough to win? Oh yeah, top eight pool. is. Uh, yeah, top eight is one you can earn. Uh, the lowest is twenty dollars, and then top four. So the third and fourth position is like the final like cash prize before it gets into the other stuff. Because the upcoming one, I think it's this weekend. The top prize is a. Uh, AMD Radeon graphics card, like the newest one, like the 560-something. Oh, and wow, that's decent. Second place is like $100 on SteelSeries.com. So you can buy some nice headphones or something. Yeah, they have some some significant sponsorship stuff going on now. Good for them. I hope, mm-hmm. uh, I hope it continues to grow. As far as um, the winter break, you're going to be in California again? I will, yeah. For about three and a half weeks, I think is the longest I can stay. So we gonna we gonna meet up and do a an in person uh, podcast. We can certainly try. <laughs> we just gotta figure out the logistics of that. The logistics are you drive your ass up here. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> come hang out in my apartment for a couple of days, and I'll feed you well. I'll pay you in food. Mm, all right, sounds good. We should though. That'd be cool. I've I, I've never I've never done like most people do podcasts in person. It's kind of mm-hmm. different to do it over the uh, over the internet. At least like traditional podcasts. I know there's a few like there's other Twitch podcasts that are done through 
what kind of like what we're doing but uh all the ones i listen to they're you know their guests actually come and and participate in part in person and stuff i've always wanted to do that mm-hmm. one be, day yeah. we'll have a studio <laughs> yes oh you're at the right place the chauffeur will park your car you can just let yourself in the doorman will show you on your way yeah one day and oh uh, and then we when i mentioned it at first mashif thought i was talking about doing a live podcast like with an audience that would be cool too mm-hmm. but you can't do that until you actually have an audience so <laughs> we gotta get gotta get our doors, just some randos just walk in You're like oh what's, what's going on in here huh yeah gotta get our numbers up Two guys a little bit talking about things talking about things sexy internet things I think that was it as far as like personal news and shit unless you have any questions for me i don't know it seems like all you did these past couple weeks was a good glamping and being sick all the time yeah pretty much that that delayed twitchcon sickness no it's my damn co-workers dude like you get sick time for a reason please you don't have to come to work, man. Like, if you get, plus, I work at a software company. You can work remotely. They're totally okay with you staying home, whipping out your laptop and working. And then people still insist on coming to work. You hear them coughing and fucking, you know, they're touching door handles and shit. So it's like, just don't. Why are you here? Mm-hmm. That's. Uh, I feel guilty when I'm sick and I don't go. Like, especially when I'm paying for classes, it's like, uh, I don't know if I can miss this day. Although it is funny, like, I, I harbor the, uh, the, I harbor missing days because you're allowed to miss four classes per class. But anything after that will start affecting your financial aid. And it's like, well, I have these four classes. If I don't use them, it's a waste. So I'll just, like, wake up and be like, nah, I'm not feeling class today. But how to use a couple of those on TwitchCon? I, yeah, TwitchCon uh, took priority over your physical and mental health. Mm-hmm. For that whole weekend, it did. Yeah, dude, that was. I'm. I'm glad you did. Got to finally meet you, cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you bring up a good point, though. There is a difference between being employed because you're like as when you're employed you're given sick time when you're a student that's a little trickier i guess like you said you are paying to be there and if you miss a day it can set you back quite a bit especially if it's like an intense class like Mm -hmm. you miss a programming class or like calc 3 or something like that 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 can be rough unless you have like a good friend to take notes for you or something but but you like you said you're paying to be there so Fuck the other kids. Who cares if they get sick? <laughs> it's like my education is just as important as yours. I'm yeah. not gonna miss out just because I have a a little cough and then you're like in class dying the entire time, not even paying attention. That's different than than a coworker situation though. Mm-hmm. There there are laws and policies in place specifically for you to not come to work when you're sick. I mean, I know there's companies out there who. You know, especially, you know, unfortunately, a lot of lower paying, uh, like, how do I say this? Working class jobs where their bosses, like, they give them the time off, but they, like, don't really because it's, like, 
there's the whole guilt trip that comes with it and mm-hmm. yeah there's a, i mean especially like in in food service and stuff like that which is like which is terrible because that's like the one job where you really should not come to work if you're ever dealing with anything food or service related not only are you getting your your fellow employees sick but you also risk getting like the patrons of whatever establishment you work at sick as well like so it it it's insane to me when like you know the kitchen staff gets guilt tripped out of taking a sick day or 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 like uh, that that drives me insane Mm-hmm. I read those horror stories all the time where it's like oh I was really sick but then my boss was like oh if you're not here by like 10 p- 10 a.m. the next day like you're out of a job he's like so I had to go to go to work sick and it's just I'm handling food while like blowing chunks every other order and it's like I uh, knowing that po- the, knowing that the possibility exists that like when you go to a, a restaurant or just a diner or fast food that like the guy handling your food can be like super ill it's really gross. I actually have a funny story about that. I don't know if I've told this on the podcast. I've definitely mentioned it on my stream, but uh, there was a restaurant when I was growing up in my hometown. It was like it was themed as like uh, a mobster speakeasy type restaurant. It was called Papa Rico's, and mm-hmm. it was one of those theme restaurants where like all of the waiters dress like gangsters and like they're rude to you and yeah, what do you want? You know that that type of thing. Yeah, and. Uh, it was a really cool restaurant. I remember going there as a kid and uh, we went there fairly regularly off and on uh, just because the food was good and they had like murder mystery nights and stuff. It was a cool place. And then it got shut down uh, because there was a period of time where a dude was working in the kitchen and didn't disclose that he had like hepatitis. Ooh. Yeah. That's on a whole like other level. Well, I mean, but that's the type of stuff that happens when you have shitty management that forces people to work when they're sick. Right. And then, you know, if he can't just not come, he risks losing his job. So he feels pressured into going. And as a result, the whole place got shut down and a bunch of people that went there. I remember they're like, if you went to Papa Rico's between this date and this date, go get your hepatitis shots because you were exposed (laughs) like it was terrible. I forget, you know, I I don't remember all the details. I was a, I was a young teenager at the time, but I remember I met a cute girl in class as a result of it cuz one time it came up and she was like, "Oh yeah, you went during that time?" This girl named Blair and like we ended up like I got bonded to bonded over the fear of hepatitis. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a whole thing. It was kind of ridiculous. But uh but yeah, don't go to work sick, guys. It it's not worth it. On that note, um, we have a we have a sheaf's beef. We do. Yeah, I think we'll just get straight into it. We don't have a guest this week, so why waste time? Let's just get into this beef and see where it takes us. And we do have some fun topics after that. It's probably going to be a short episode tonight. Uh, we just wanted to get one out. Like I said, didn't want to go three weeks without ones. That beef dough. It's coming at mm-hmm. you right now. Let me pull it up here. I guess right into it. it too. You see here. Pause the music and let's switch over to my media view for two. Come over here. All right. You ready? Yes. <laughs> the water. The- <laughs> 
I love the pause for to build anticipation as you sip the water. I am ready. All right, let's do it. Um, on on go. Ready? Yep. One, two, three, go. You need the beefiest of beefs, the sheefiest of sheaves that get yourself ready. Open up them buckles and eat some beef. It's sheaves beef. Welcome, everyone, to The Ring. I'm your host, Mashif, bringing you this week's hot and spicy beefs. What we're going to do is put two beefs head-to-head and figure out which of the two is the beefiest beef of the week. That Let's beard. get to the first beef. Mm-hmm. It came in. Litter I recently went camping over the weekend. It was amazing. It was great. We were at a state beach. It was beautiful. <sighs> but here's the thing about camping and just being out in the in nature in a fucking parking lot you fucking people that throw trash on the ground deserve to be shot drawn and quartered like i'm done with you (laughs) how dare you in a country where if you're in america you're within 100 feet of a trash can do not throw your fucking trash on the ground and you know what if there isn't one if you're in some godforsaken remote location that doesn't have a trash can guess what you got there with your shit. You can leave with your shit. Do not throw the trash on the ground. We were at the beach, and this guy had this bitchin' squid kite, and I'm thinking, that's a cool squid kite. That would be awesome. And he's flying it, and he's got it up, like, all day. And you can clearly see that there's a kink in the string, and he might have some trouble getting it back. Here's what this asshole did. He let it go all night. He just tied it off and then went to bed. What the fuck? So this thing falls lands all across the campsite so there's this long string that goes all the way across the campsite it's on top of a building the squid's stuck in a tree but there's this string everywhere does he clean it up no he just lets someone else deal with it he left of course i'm out there at six in the morning and freezing butt-ass cold trying to get this kite out and all the string off the ground so no one a hits it or b uh, an animal gets tangled up in it or something people that litter are the worst fucking narcissists in this country do not fucking litter i can understand if you're not down with recycling i can understand if you take a bite of an apple and throw it away fine you weren't hungry fine you just don't care about recycling i get it but you could at least be neat and organized about it if you're out outside of your home and you decide that it's time to throw something away if you don't hit that fucking garbage can with your trash i'm gonna call you out on your bullshit and you know what everyone listening to this podcast everyone watching live on twitch we need to start calling people out for this shit. Call them out. Throw the trash back in their car. I swear to God, if it's next to a trash can, just go crazy on them. Just go crazy on them. Just kick their ass. Okay? Litterbugs, <laughs> you're the first beef of the week. All right. Like beef advocating. Second beef is credit up. balances. Now, this this is kind of a tough one. I'll be honest, because what a credit balance <laughs> right, is when a company owes you money. Right? So you've paid your dues or whatever, and and there's a little credit on your account, a credit that wasn't supposed to be there, right? And you're thinking, but Mashif, that's my money. I get extra money I didn't know I had coming to me. No. All it means is that the company you're dealing with is so inept, so unprepared to do business, they have extra money that they charged you that they can't balance out on their account because they took it and they didn't fucking need it. Our first son was born about a year ago, a year and a half ago. Before we could actually, you know, do the delivery and everything like that, you have to see doctors. There's lots of appointments and stuff like that. Well, my insurance sucks because I'm in America, and that's a whole (laughs) other story that we can get into on another beef because it's coming. But 
we had to prepay for the doctor. So it's 400 clams every month like clockwork. Boom, 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 400 bucks. They won't even talk to you, let you come back to see the doctor until you've swiped your card to give them the money, right? So it all squares away. My son's born. He's wonderful. My wife's okay. She's also wonderful. And everything's set, and we're good. Well, about six, seven months goes by, and we finally get the bill from the hospital, and all looks fine. I'm making payments on my son still. It's okay. It's whatever. It's just the way that it is. Well, now we're on baby number two. So we're getting ready to do the same thing because we like the what? hospital. We like the doctors. It was a pretty good experience. The reveal. And my son came out alive, and you know that's a plus. So <laughs> what do we start doing? We, we have the appointment to go and talk to the guy and what, figure out how much are we going to have to pay each month so they'll see us. Well, they look at it, and they go, hmm, well, that's weird, Miss Mashif. Uh, you have a $1,100 credit on your account. So actually, your payment's going to be a little bit lower. Isn't that awesome news? No. I have not been so mad in my life than getting that phone call. He didn't find out. Such a, <laughs> such a long time. So you mean to tell me, Mr. Doctor's Office, that you overcharged me, not 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 1100 fucking dollars, failed to notify me in a year and a half, that you had $1,100 of my money, we got a fucking problem. Credit <laughs> balances, meaning you're dealing with someone that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Or they're unethical and they're just going to sit on that money. I guarantee, I guarantee, if we didn't have another kid or we moved out of the state or whatever, and that was just on my, my account, my account with them, because people go and have babies all the time. If that was just sitting on my account two, three, four years from now, I would never fucking know. There's no way for me to know because everything's so obfuscated when it comes to medical billing. You're not allowed to know how much stuff costs until, here's the bill. They wouldn't have told me unless we were in there asking questions about how much it was going to cost. That's fucked up and damn near criminal. You're keeping people's money. You're not letting them spend it on stuff they want to spend it on. And by the way, let's say I didn't have another kid. I found out two, three years from now that they owed me 1100 bucks. How fucking long is it going to take for them to get me my fucking money? It's That's gonna take crazy. Ever, I work at a place where if you want the product, you got to pay right now. You don't pay, you don't get shit. And you know what? That's okay because that's that is the relationship that a consumer has with a business. We pay for stuff, we get stuff, right? But when we're owed money as a consumer, and you try and get it back from the company, good fucking luck. It's going to take time, receipts. The burden of proof is on the consumer, not on the company. It's such a pain in the ass. It takes 10 weeks for us to process a gap cancellation. 10 weeks for a measly couple hundred bucks. Why does this shit have to take so long? Credit balances, all they're doing is holding on to your money for as long as possible so they don't have to give it back just because, hey, fuck it. It's money, and they want it, and they got it. So those are our two beefs of the week, credit balances and Litter asshole bugs. Which of the two do you think is the beefiest? Jimmy, James, chat. I want to find out your answers. And when we get back, I'll tell you the right answer. And we'll see if you get it right. Hmm. All right. I'm at 727. Uh, yeah. Dude. I don't know how I should feel about this. It's like 
the only time I've ever had a credit balance was with my financial aid. And they were like, oh, we owe you a little bit of money. And I was like, oh, thank you. Enough to buy a single book with. It's definitely going to help. Yeah, I don't know. I The litter one I de- definitely resonates with me, especially with where I live. I don't live in the nicest part of town. And there's two... There's a big fucking one of those big metal trash cans and then one of the big recycling ones like right on the other side here, like right behind my apartment. Mm-hmm. And there's always, always trash on the ground. Always. It's I right there by the trash can. And I think part of the reason where I live, it's some of its litter bugs and some of its, uh, I hate to say it, but some of its homeless people. Some of it's not, which I guess is a form of littering, but what they do is they just dig through the trash and they just throw the shit all over the place because they're just rifling through it and they don't care, right? And that, like, that's another thing is, like, I've been woken up by a dude digging through the trash can behind my apartment. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a whole other issue, I guess. survive, Jimmy. Come on. Um, But... Yeah, so there, there's that's definitely an issue for me is they just don't they don't give a shit and yeah it, it, it's five times more frustrating when it's right by the trash can, right? Oh, yeah, like definitely, it's, it's like you you all the you were already at the trash can. What's stopping you from putting it in the trash can? Why is it on the floor? Yeah, it, it, it when it's literally on the floor next, like all those pictures he was showing were triggering the shit out of me. Cause it's like they're a cycle bin with just bottles all over the ground around it. Same with like the, the office, the rental office by my apartment, there's like a kid's playground right there. And there's trash cans on both sides of the kid's playground. And there'll just be trash all over the ground. And I, and it's like, it's 10 steps. And I think that's why it's so frustrating is because it's so easy. I think that's mm-hmm. why it, it's such an infuriating thing to talk about is because it's such a simple thing to do that makes such a huge difference, which goes, I mean, that, that same rule applies to other parts of your life, right? Like if you just rinse off the dish and stick it on a dry rack rather than just putting it in the sink so there's a mountain of dishes, it's the same thing. Like if everyone would just walk to the trash can and throw the shit away, we wouldn't have any problem with it. It's such a simple thing to do. And that's why it's so frustrating. And I think Mashif, it's funny because when he started talking about it, it immediately reminded Yeah, I, I think Mashif just has a problem with trash in general because it, re- <laughs> it reminded me to when he talked about uh, diapers. Oof. When he- <laughs> that's a horrifying memory. When we had that whole sheep's beef about diapers just like like on the ground, like full of shit. Just people just like, oh, I'm going to put, I'm going to leave it right here. This is good. But on the flip side of that, I will say that there are lots of places and establishments who do a really, really, really shitty job of not providing trash cans. Like there's been many occasions where you're somewhere where there definitely should be plenty of trash cans to throw stuff away, and there's none. Like yeah, I, I, at that point, it's like they're almost asking you to throw shit on the ground. Not that I do, but I'm just saying it's frustrating when you go somewhere to like a sh- like a shopping center. There should be trash cans like every you know twenty yards or so. Like 
you have to make it easy for people because we know people are lazy. Mm-hmm. You got to provide trash cans and recycle bins. So you, mm-hmm. like I uh, like Disneyland. It's like they had that down to a science. They're like, we have trash cans every X amount of feet because we know that if people walk this length with trash, they're going to put it on the ground. Yep. Trash can is this distance from every other trash can. They're more likely to put it in the trash. And even then, people still toss it on the ground. People are dumb. As far as the credit balance one, I have a feeling he he went really long on (laughs) that. I have a feeling he's really upset. He was sitting on that like, do you know? That's like... He's like, that's half of my rent payment right there that you were just holding on to me, to the company. Because that's, that's a pretty big credit balance to just like not know about. And the company's just like, oh, we just you know stumbled upon this balance that you got. The biggest part of that one, I think that he makes a very valid point is that when you owe a company money, They'll, they'll exp- know, like, there's no limit to how much time and energy they'll put into getting that money from you, right? They're on your mm-hmm. ass like grass. Whereas when they owe you money, right? It's like, ah, well, whatever. Put it's it like, in- well, it's, it's our money right now, but if you find out about it, yeah, we'll give it back. Right. That one, that one's, a, that's very apparent and obvious. So you, Across the board, when a company owes you anything, not just money, you're not getting it unless you call them. Mm-hmm. They knew he would be back. <laughs> like, well, he has an $1,100 balance, but yeah, he's going to squirt out another one at some point in the future. So, uh, you know, it'll be good. It'll be a nice little surprise for him. And if you think of it from growing money, right? Like $1,100 is enough money to invest or you know i mean that's that's a significant yes a small chunk of change yeah for for that year and a half it could have been growing in a mutual fund or who knows what like you know could have bought some bitcoin would have been (laughs) worth five hundred dollars yeah timing wise you might be right a couple years ago yeah if you would have taken that 1100 machif and just dumped it all into bitcoin you'd have a fucking little (laughs) you'd have a little stack right now yeah, so that one's frustrating. Again, I tend to gauge these on how much they affect me personally. Uh, and I can't say that I've ever personally had any major experiences. I think at one point I overpaid my credit card, so I had a balance on there, and I just let it roll over to the next statement. So I, I, I can't say that I've had any really major negative experiences with balances, but his story was infuriating. I mm-hmm, definitely that, that, that shouldn't happen that, especially when they know that you're a new, like it was your newborn kid, your new parents, you probably could have used every penny of that $1,100 and they just sat on it and they didn't contact you. And then all of a sudden you wouldn't, you brought, how long would it have been if you didn't have another kid, would you have ever found out? Like, that's what if you moved and you never went to that hospital again? They're just, oh, well, you know, you got to balance if you ever come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that I can, I can see why that would be infuriating from your point of view. But if I'm going to vote based on which one is my bigger beef, 
I'd have to go with the littering only because it's so prominent. And I feel like it's gotten worse in the last five or 10 years. I remember when I was a kid, you were shamed growing up. Like if in my neighborhood, I, I grew up, I, the earliest memories I have of this is when I lived in Valencia, California. And if you ever threw trash on the ground around any of my friends, they're litter bug, litter bug. Like it was like legitimately shamed by my friends. If I ever did any, like it, it, you just didn't do it. Like it was, it was socially unacceptable. And now, in fact, recently that reminds me last thing I'll say about it. Uh, I was coming home one day, I parked my car and I came around the corner from the parking lot to where my apartment is. And there was like three little kids and one of them, they were eating popsicles or something. I think I forget what it was. And one of them took the popsicle out, out of the wrapper and literally just threw the wrapper on the ground, like right in front of me. And then he went to like run off and play with his friends or whatever. And like Mashif said, we got to call him out. So I, I, I was like, Hey, and I, like, I yelled at the kid and I kind of scared him. I don't think he was expecting it. And, and I said, white man yelling at me. And I said, there's a trash can around the corner. The same ones that I was talking about where the, the, the hobos dig in. I was like, there's a trash can right there. And he like, didn't really say anything. He was like, Oh, and he like picked it up. And like, I, I hope he actually walked around the corner and threw it away. He probably waited till I was out of sight and threw it back on the ground. Little asshole. But, uh, but yeah, I called him out. Cause I was like, dude, this kid just like right in front of me blatantly without even no shame whatsoever, just threw his, threw his wrapper on the ground. Like, yeah. Raise mm-hmm. your kids right, people. Learn them to pick up some trash. Which Call one? Which thing. one are you gonna go with, James? Do you have any experience with credit balances other than your your My uh, tuition tuition no. thing? Because I'm pretty good about how much I spend on stuff because I have a very limited income. I didn't work this semester, so it's like I've been budgeting everything. I'm like, all right, how much money can I spend right now on food? The Totino's pizza rolls are a dollar ten; they're on sale. And I have to stock up on those right now. So it's like whenever money leaves my account, I know exactly where it's going. So it's like generally I don't have an issue with that. But littering, I'm one of six kids. I yeah. have a niece and a nephew. I know all about littering. And it's awful. Every time my room back at back in California, to the left of me, there'd be a my brother's bed. It's a it's a it's a it's a double, it's a stack because it's a, for two people. And there's a little alcove where there's a little desk. And what they'll do is they'll sit at the desk facing the TV and they'll just eat stuff. And then instead of taking the trash and throwing it away, they'll just move it into the little alcove over here and then leave it there. So I'll come back after a semester and I'm like, why is this full of trash? <laughs> Littering like, inside their own home. We don't like, we don't know. It just came there. And I, so I'm like, all right, it doesn't matter. I'll pick it up. I'll throw it away. And I'll just be chilling on my bed, you know, on my phone, reading a book or something. And I'll look over and just watch them just like take something, just like put it down there. And I'll be like, and you guys don't know where it's coming from. And then day after day, just more stuff starts piling and I'll call them out for it. I'm like, why did you leave all the trash? And I was like, that wasn't me. And I'm like, I was watching you just put trash there like an hour ago. And yeah, that really grinds my gears. So I'm definitely going to have to go with the, the littering this week. Yeah. Don't litter assholes. Let's keep this beautiful country clean. So I think we're both going to go with littering, but I don't know. I, mm-hmm. 
feel like Mashif is <laughs> yeah, pretty worked up about credit balances. But I think on a global scale, littering, I, I have to say, is probably the, the, the bigger beef. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's, uh, let's pull it up here. All right, so I'm at uh, 727. Yeah, same here. All right, on go. One, two, three, go. Well, now's the moment of truth. Jimmy, James, chat. Do you think you got it right? Let's find out. This week's Beaver of the Week is... No. Litter bugs. Yeah. These psychopath narcissist pieces of shit that are willing to put their hand out the window and drop their food on the ground or drop their wrapper or go to Target and throw stuff on the ground or leave your fucking Starbucks cup in the middle of an aisle. Fuck you people. You're terrible. You're setting a terrible example for the rest of the, the country and your kids and everyone else involved. And you're inconveniencing everyone because you're so special and this world revolves around you. Litterbugs, you are the biggest beef of the week. I am pleasantly surprised. We did it. We did it, fam. Uh, <sighs> fellow kids. <laughs> I uh yeah, no that we we definitely need to bring back shaming in many aspects of our society. I think we, I think people just need to be shamed in general for their shitty behavior for being mm-hmm. terrible human beings. Need to do some scarlet letter shit. No, just kidding, not that bad, but <laughs> Just make them wear yeah, staple the trash to their clothes. <laughs> make them wear their trash for like a month. Track these bitches down. A big orange shirt with their uh, <laughs> with all of their trash stapled to their shirt. Mm-hmm. It'd be fantastic. Caning that would change things. Yeah, maybe we should bring like just you know mild Capital punishment, mild mild beatings. Maybe bring them back to school. Just every once in a while. Kids need a good SWAT, right? No, I'm just kidding. I don't don't approve, but psychological uh, psychological trauma can be effective too. You don't have to physically harm them. I uh, there was one time I'll, I'll give you an example. My my parents were not. I think I was spanked by my mother like once in my life. But my parents were really good, especially my dad. There was one time in particular where uh, I remember coming home with a. Uh, with a report card and it 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 was not impressive it was a lot of like c's i think like it was you know as far as i it wasn't, it wasn't the average it wasn't terrible but you know i there's always that that argument that c's are average or whatever you know like and so that's what i told my dad he looked at the report card and he's like so what do you think about this i said well you know c's are average <laughs> <laughs> and he looked me in the eyes without flinching, without joking, just with a serious look on his face. And he said, well, then I'm just going to have to accept the fact that my son is average. <gasps> and that, and that was it, dude. I was like, fuck like that. That just like went like, boom, like pierced straight through everything. And I was like, okay, just went right through your heart. Didn't it? Oh, it was, it was rough. That was worse than any, average. uh, I'm not average. <laughs> no. Dad, no, where are you going? 
It uh, it was yeah. That was that was worse than any uh, grounding or beating he could have given me. I think that was the lowest report card I ever got in high school. Yeah, it's it's like that that TV trope where the dad is like, "Son, I'm not mad. I'm, I'm just, just disappointed." <laughs> and then that like hurts the guy. That hurts the kid like so much more than any physical punishment could have ever done. Because he's just like, "What? No, like." It gets you at the at the core of your being. Like this, it, did I become this? Yeah, this well, person my dad is disappointed in. Like, oh, my dad thinks I'm average. Like, I I don't know. It just the way the delivery was perfect, and it was just like, oh my god, that that's that's rough. Mm-hmm. He knew he knew too. Like, you know whether you, whether I want to believe it or not. At that time in my life, I very much cared about what other people thought. You know, like mm-hmm. I could have, if when I, it's your own family. Yeah, I mean, I could. There, I mean, there were definitely assholes I knew that didn't give a shit. Whatever, you know, gave zero fucks. But you know, I respected my parents, and I want you know, I respected my family and friends, and I was concerned with what other people thought. I was a teenager, so when my dad told me I was average, it sucked, man. Did not uh <laughs> did not mm-hmm. feel good. But uh anyway, I think uh if you guys don't mind, well I think we're gonna take a short break and uh when we come back, we have lined up a few really exciting it's been a couple weeks, so we've built up some topics that we want to discuss. I gotta hit the bucket real quick. So uh we'll we'll take a little three to five minutes and we will be back shortly to uh to dive into some fun stuff. So please stick around. All right, we are back. And I have a friend with me. You guys saw in the Discord. Look, what? it's Cora. I got a new cat. <gasps> Hi. And she makes cat noises. We got her from the SPCA. And she's, I think, just under one year old. She's kind of cute. We decided Sam needed a friend because we both work all day. So, uh, this is our little Cora cat. And we're excited to have her in the, in the apartment. Bye. Sam still hasn't gotten used to her. She's still, uh, she's still finding her place. We recently, we had to keep her in the bedroom for a week before they could meet each other, I guess. They, they recommend not, like, Letting them interact right away. I guess mm-hmm. when it when a cat's from the kennel, like the SPCA or whatever, they can they can carry a lot of uh, diseases and germs and stuff. So they said to keep them apart for at least a week, a week or two. We did a week and we we're like, now we can't wait anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> like it's too much. Yeah, it smells like cat in here. Yeah, she was in our bedroom. Yeah, that was. It was the only place where we could really keep them separate, so they're together now, and Cora's pretty awesome. And uh, did you name her? No, that was her name when we got her. We thought about changing it, but then you know, you I thought, can't change your birth name. Yeah, they said you can change it if you want, but they wanted us to like put a name on the line. They're like, you can keep it the same, or you can change it. So we ended up keeping the name. We thought it was a cool name. I, uh, I'm a fan of the Avatar series, The Last Airbender, and the second the mm-hmm. second series was called uh, 
Legend of Korra. So, you know, it's, I thought it was a cool name. It's spelled with a C, though. I think the the Korra from the Avatar is uh, with a K. Yep. K-O-R-A. Pretty good show. Also, Coraline. Oh, yeah. There you go. It can be oh, short for true. Coraline. Coraline was a creepy-ass movie. <laughs> Just buttons for eyes. That's like... I remember being young and watching it. I was like, oh, this is creepy. But that, it's it's grown on me. I enjoy that movie a lot. I still watch it from time to time because it's on Netflix. But, ooh. Yeah. Creepy-ass show. Still sends chills. Uh, I should watch it again. I think it's been a while. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's I just a good film. I always recommend it to people that never that haven't seen it. Because I'm like, yep, just give it a watch. You'll like it. Yeah, I've I've actually seen more movies than usual lately. Being sick and like on vacation and all that stuff, I've been able to catch some movies. So uh, recently, I saw. Um, I don't know if you've seen it on Netflix or not, but there's a show. There's a movie that came out. It's a Coen Brothers movie. It went straight to Netflix called the ballad of buster scruggs i haven't seen it oh it's really cool i don't know do you know you know who the coen brothers are they made like like i i I know the name i they made probably seen a couple of their films but i can't like name them so they made like uh big lebowski uh Mm -hmm. they made uh fargo Hail Caesar, Burn After Reading, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Like, they have a very specific style, right? And I'm a huge fan of theirs. And so I, when I heard that they were coming out with a movie straight to Netflix, I was surprised that it wasn't going to be in theaters. And I understand why it didn't come out in theaters. It probably wouldn't have done very well. No Country for Old Men, that's another one. Um, Ballad, Ballad of Buster Scruggs is like... It's a movie, but it's like five or six short stories. It's mm-hmm. not it's not one continuous plot. It's a bunch of these really like really, really interesting existential thought provoking like short stories. And oh, see, thought provoking existentiality. See, that doesn't sit well with the masses. Dude. Yeah. You gotta like spoon feed them some action here and there. <laughs> and some of them are like like some of them are more action packed and like uh, whatnot, but some of them are very slow and deliberate, and like most of them don't really have happy endings. Some of them just end, and you're like, "What?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's kind of like their style, right? If you've ever seen Burn After Reading, like it, some of their movies, like the journey is the destination. Like the whole experience of the characters and everything is they don't resolve the way you expect most like big box office movies, like to have a typical like oh climax and resolution like their mm-hmm. movies do not follow that arc at all so like, yeah, they, like there's some goal you're trying to reach and then they finally reach it at the end it's like nah that's just no it's you just sometimes you don't make your your dreams come true and that's just life hudsucker proxy i love that movie i i always tell people to watch hudsucker proxy yeah she's listing off uh that bishop girl in twitch chat is listing off some of their other movies Raising Arizona is another good one, too. But anyway, yeah, so, like, a lot of their stuff is just, like, depicting the brutal reality of life. Like, there's not always, like, life is chaotic. There's not always a happy ending. Like, I love their style. And so if if you're into that type of stuff, I would highly recommend 
the ballad of Buster Scruggs. And recently, the uh, the actor who played Buster Scruggs, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. He was he was uh, on the Mark Maron's What the Fuck podcast, and oh. it was it was really really interesting. I I had no idea. I didn't know much about him. I know he's been in a few Coen Brother movies, but. You're a big fan of Tim Robbins' work? Yeah, Tim Robbins was the main character in uh, Hudsucker Proxy, right? The Oh, this is where the memes I keep seeing pop up. Oh, are there are there memes from Buster Scruggs? Yeah, that's a uh, first time. That one's been popping up everywhere, where it's like, oh, uh, the foreign exchange student starts crying when the school gets shot up, and it's like, uh, you turn to him and say, oh, it's your first time, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so I, I I highly recommend it. Um, if if you got Netflix, you should you should check it out. It's really fun. And then recently, I also went to the theater and saw the um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. The, oh, did you? The story of Queen. Yeah, I'm a huge Queen fan. I'm a huge fan of rock and roll in general. Oh yeah, and I saw Wreck It Ralph or Ralph breaks the internet. I got to see a screener of that, and that one was awesome as well. I've heard kind of mixed things. Oh, trending positive, but I don't think I'll see it in theaters. So I'll just have to wait. I thought it was worth seeing in theaters, but I got to see it for free, so it's hard for me. <laughs> it's probably not a fair fair for me to say that. that. Review, Jimmy received copy for free. Yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta put a disclaimer on that that I did get to see it for free, and and we got to see it at the Disney lot, so the sound and like video quality mm-hmm. was like perfect because disney doesn't fuck around so i'm probably a little biased when it comes to ralph breaks the internet um but did he like the movie or was it the experience it's probably a little of both Mm -hmm. if i'm being completely honest but i thought the movie was pretty solid i thought it was really fun i hadn't watched any trailers at all and i think that helps a lot like i didn't know anything about it other than it was a sequel to you know wreck it ralph i i feel like the less I research something and the less I like watch trailers and, and whatnot, the more I end up enjoying the movie. Trailers are terrible these days. I feel like they completely ruin the trailers are way too. I've seen trailers where I'm like, I don't have to see this movie now. Like you basically oh, yeah. they, showed they were... me the entire plot arc of the movie. Like why would I, mm-hmm. what's the point? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they do a good job. Like I remember, uh, what was it? Uh, Infinity War, that one, the trailer, they were like, it was super flashy, and then some scenes just weren't in the movie. So it was like, it misled you into thinking, like, oh, when, like, is that gonna happen? It's, but then they definitely flipped that expectation. But then most movies just like, yeah, they explain like the entire plot just like in 30 seconds of action. And you're like, well, what's the point of sitting through it for an hour and a half? Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've actually like, tried to make a point of not watching as many movie trailers even though i enjoy them and i get hyped about them i watch teasers i feel like more there should be more teasers and less trailers mm-hmm. i mean i don't know i guess it depends on what your motivation is but like i i want to go there and just enjoy it and be surprised and everything a lot of the times i feel like trailers are stupid misleading well, yeah, that, I guess that's that's okay, right? Because you wanna 
be surprised. But like for example, another one that I saw, uh, Mother, that movie Mother by uh, uh, by Dar- some director, Darren Aronofsky, the same guy who did uh, Requiem for a Dream and Pie oh. and all those crazy ass movies. Oh, that movie! He he made the movie uh, Mother, and I knew nothing about that movie going into it. I had not seen any trailers. I had not heard anything about it. And so that movie was a complete mind fuck when I watched it because I, I like I went in completely blind and I loved it because I had no expectations whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think if someone was like, hey, you want to watch Mother with me? And I didn't know what it was. I probably would have been like scarred after watching it. Cause <laughs> when you said it the first time, I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. But I, I know I wouldn't like have the, the time to watch it or see it. So I just looked at the synopsis and I was like, what? It's like when you brought up Get Out. So I'm like, oh, well, I probably won't have the time to see it. So I look at the synopsis and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you got to watch them, dude. Don't just read synopsis. You got to watch them. I need to watch it because it's like reading it. I'm like, this doesn't tell the whole story because it doesn't show like the cinematography and the lighting and the mood and the, the voices, the characters. So it's like just reading it. I'm like, this might break me i don't think i can handle this but i'd probably watch it anyway because it sounds they both sound really good they're really interesting but ooh, i see i i'm i mishif said uh i hate movies because most of them are boring as fuck and there's only so many typical movie archetypes i agree Mm -hmm. but i also disagree like some of the movies i just named you know like buster scruggs and mother and get out like for me personally, they didn't follow a lot of those archetypes. I love them, but I also like movies that follow typical archetypes. I can just watch a movie and enjoy it. Like, I I don't really care if I enjoy being surprised and plot twists and I enjoy movies that make me think, but sometimes I also just enjoy, I love the movie crank. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie crank, but it's literally just about a dude who, if he stops, if he, if his adrenaline slows down, he dies. So the whole movie is just him kicking ass from beginning to end. And there's the plot is pretty transparent. There's nothing crazy about it. It's it's just mindless action. Like I, I'll enjoy a Transformers movie. I'll enjoy a Star Wars movie or Crank or whatever. But I feel like I feel like trailers take away from that a little bit. I'd rather just go in and just have fun with it and be surprised. Mm-hmm. And at least when it comes to a movie, they have the advantage of even a you can enjoy a bad movie because all you have to do is experience it. Right. There's no effort on your part. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you feel like you have to like <laughs> work hard. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. I mean, it's I like like a, like a movie that makes you think, but it's really bad at it. Right. Like, oh, this is really shitty because I'm like trying to think about this and it doesn't make sense. Right. And not in the good way. Right. Mindless action. Have you seen Hardcore Henry yet? I don't think so. I'll, I'll definitely put that on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, by the way, uh, moving from movies to TV shows, I, I'm i I'm like two or three seasons into uh, BoJack Horseman now. Ooh. How are you liking it? I'm enjoying it. Like you said, you know, I think we talked about how a lot of shows, sometimes you have to endure the first like season to get to the, the meat and potatoes. Like you kind of, it, a lot of times it doesn't find its voice until you get a little further into it. And I feel, I feel that way about, uh, 
about BoJack Horseman. I felt like at first I was like, okay, I get it. But like it's really like developed into a pretty, you know, they touch on, like you said, like the whole like depression and like, you know, it, it's most they, there's all the funny moments and stuff, but every once in a while it just gets like really real and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> like, oh yeah. It's, it's this type of show. And it like, it contrasts really well because it's like, I'm, I'm watching a horse person talk like, talk about depression like it doesn't feel right so when those real moments come you're just like this is so weird yeah because they're animals yeah and i'm enjoying it because the episodes are like they're consumable and there's Mm -hmm. plenty of seasons to watch like i don't feel like it's too much of a commitment to just like sit down and watch an episode whereas like if i sit down and watch maniac like i have to i'm watching that right now as well and I have to sit down and like legit pay attention to everything that's going on. Whereas like BoJack, I can kind of just put on while I'm folding laundry or whatever, you know. And it's mostly dialogue, so you can. It's one of those shows you can just have on. Mm-hmm. And just listen to it. Yeah. So I'm enjoying it. BoJack Horseman. Yes, that's that's what we're talking about. I think TV is in a much better place right now than movies. I agree. I, I, I think Netflix specifically has just, like, opened the floodgates. And now, like, you're seeing a lot of crossover, too. You're seeing a lot of, like, mini series or, like, movies going straight to Netflix or, you know, shows. Like, it, 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 the lines are completely blurred now, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Movies are just getting too expensive. It's like they got to do so much of this and that, and, like, you can't even get funding unless it's, like, an older IP that already has like a backstory and already a fan base. So that's why we're probably getting a lot of the, the reruns and stuff. Cause they're redoing the lion King in what do they call it? Hyper realistic. Yeah. Hyper realistic. Yeah. There's it, like, it's not CGI guys. Well, they're, they're using the same technology for lion King that they used for, uh, the jungle book. Yeah. The difference being in in the Lion King there's no humans. Mm-hmm. But it's essentially like the same kind of approach. So it'll be interesting. I don't know. I I can do without so many remakes. I thought the first Lion yeah. King was pretty good, but what do I know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. They've been remaking I, movies for years. I like seeing new IP. Like it's nice to get the remakes, but it's like just new ideas please yeah we shall see i don't know i'll probably that's one uh it's rare that i go to the theater anymore mm-hmm. it's got to be something like i really wanted to see uh bohemian rhapsody in the theater mostly because of just like the theater that i go to always turns the sound up a little too much and that's exactly what i wanted <laughs> like i just wanted to go have my face melted by queen music for an hour and a half you know so i i i'm glad i we had a gift card anyway so like that's part of the reason we went and i love movie theater popcorn so you know there's that part of it but in general like most people like l- large screen televisions and surround sound systems and shit like that aren't that expensive anymore mm-hmm. you know if you i'm sure a lot of people picked up a pretty nice big ass tv on black friday right like you can get a 55 inch for next to nothing now compared to what it was like five years ago so it's hard to justify going to the theater 
now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I enjoy going to movie theaters. It's just sometimes you get a really shitty audience. Like you just you're trying to enjoy the movie and you're just hearing like from behind you. Like they're, just, <laughs> oh, they're like fucking opening wrappers and pulling out their phones and all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. Just and then it takes you out of it. You're trying to get immersed. You're trying to enjoy the film, and then right. all you can focus on is like the crinkling of a wrapper. Right. Yeah. It's uh. It's it. It definitely uh, you. You pay money to sit in a room full of other people and deal with whatever mm-hmm. whatever comes your way. It's an unpredictable environment. There's a lot of variables, and I think a lot of people just would rather not gamble. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. One thing I did appreciate though is that when we went to the uh, when when we went to see that movie. They they asked us. Um, they pulled up a screen and they said, "Choose your seats." I guess I didn't. I didn't know that a sign like I. It's the first time that it's I've gone to the theater and it was assigned seating. I think they did that when I went to an IMAX once, where you picked your seats. But it was just a normal. It was like a um, Edwards Cinema, and they asked us to pick our seats when we bought our tickets, which I appreciated. I thought they, I thought that was cool. I, I, I hope that becomes a standard thing because that's always, like you know, you buy your tickets nice and early, and then oops, you showed up late and like you got two seats up in the top corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of nice, that's in the really awkward spot, to be able to pick your seats. I hope that, I hope that trend becomes a thing at all theaters. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Especially, usually, I go with some friends, and they get motion sickness, so they can't sit too close to the screen. Yeah. So we either get you know a nice seat somewhere in the middle at a nice distance, or packed up in the corner. Yeah. And I, I did sitting close to the front never again. You're just <laughs> like the entire time just looking up. Yeah. Like by the time you're done, you you forget you've been holding your neck up. It's just like this is the default position now. They should just remove those two rows of seats in the front. It doesn't make any sense. They're like, mm-hmm. we could sell more tickets. And you just walk out of there Nobody with a crick in your neck. There. And it just looks bad, too, because the angle's awful. Like, you can see it, but you're, you're not seeing much. Yeah, no. I prefer to sit further back. than <laughs> Ninja Breadmon said sitting in the front is like playing the demo games at Walmart. <laughs> 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 That's fantastic. Um, anyway, uh, I did want to touch on a few topics real quick um, mm-hmm. before we call it a night. I'm glad we had a, a chat about movies, though. I feel like it's been a while since we just talked about some movie shit. Um, if you guys didn't hear, this is some super nerd stuff. But uh, NVIDIA has open sourced their physics uh, engine, SDK 4.0. Fizz X. Fizz X. Which is pretty exciting. I won't go into too much detail, but the more stuff that becomes open source, the more people get to use it and benefit from it. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this means, you know, some uh, more platforms will have an opportunity. So right here it says BSD3 license platforms, Apple iOS, Apple Mac OS X, Google Android, Linux, Microsoft, Windows XP, 
they're adding a bunch of features. So hopefully we'll see some some wider use of the physics uh, engine. It's a really it's a really powerful tool. Uh, the the software development kit has much to offer for game makers who don't want to have to write a physics engine themselves and want to be able to utilize the power of a uh, of a 3D processor to do some cool physics shit. So, I, it's exciting. Um, you can read about it yourself, but you know, there, here's the information about it. You can look it up. Open source is good. The more of it we can we can get in the world, the more people share their their innovations and tools, the more we all get to benefit from it. So, I, I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. That's cool. Microsoft has been in the last few years been on a tear, open sourcing a lot of their shit too, and they're finally letting you do linux stuff and windows it's kind of like a renaissance right now with a lot of companies open sourcing their tools because it's 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 generally good for everyone so that's exciting also uh this one right here (laughs) i'm gonna (laughs) pause the music uh does anyone here know about the the next does anyone follow the, the next big thing? The next big thing. So this guy, I forget his name. Uh, the the dude with the skinny neck. He he's been on YouTube for a while. He's kind of been he's memeified himself, and he's been really smart about it. Actually, he's been on your mom's house podcast. He he has he has some type of physical thing where his extremities are longer than usual, specifically his neck. And he has this catchphrase. He says, respect the neck. And, and, he, and he marketed himself so well that he was a guest on your mom's house podcast. And then this guy popped up on, what was it, Instagram or Twitter? I forget which one. It, it was some social media platform. Just the mugshot of him with the thick neck. Yeah, I thought I thought it was photoshopped. I couldn't. Uh-huh. I, I I couldn't. Like, no, that can't be real. Like, it's spread. It's a meme that's being spread around. It's probably came from some uh some shady origins. And the reason this video is so awesome is because it's a perfect example of like. So if if you become a meme on the internet, right? You pretty much you have two options in my opinion. You either fight it and you look like a complete jackass. Right, mm-hmm. or you embrace it, and you weapon you weaponize it, and you use it to your benefit, right? Mm-hmm. And then you make a ton of money. <laughs> and I and this is a perfect example of two dudes who easily could have just been up in arms and like, oh, why are you making fun of my thick neck? Oh, the internet's mean. You guys are bullies. But these two guys saw the opportunity and they set it up to meet each other. And just like it could not have been more perfect, so they made a video. <laughs> mm-hmm. the 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 thinnest neck and the thickest neck have have made it happen. They've made made internet meme magic happen. So I wanted to play this video. We may have to. I don't know if it'll be on the YouTube because we may get copyright for it. But I I couldn't refuse playing this video. It's too good. Oh, and that fucking wide neck. Oh, he don't want to smoke. Well, that nigga daddy long neck, I'm about to beat his ass. Well, yeah, I'm about to snap his ass. <laughs> Look at that, his neck. Tighten up, let's go. All oh, oh, next matter. matter. All next matter. <laughs> because I'm happy, I'm alone. If you feel like 
The way they just present it, it's, it's, it's perfect. And it's just like, a couple weeks ago, it's like, you never even, like, the, the white guy, it's like, he's been around for a lot longer, but it's like, weeks ago, most of you hadn't even heard of any, of either of them. Yeah, it's, it's pretty outrageous. I love it. Mm-hmm. So I, I had to give that a quick shout out. It's, mm-hmm. it's good stuff. That's how, that's how the internet should be. Just embrace the meme, yeah. weaponize that shit and get your five minutes of fame. And you know, a month from now, no one's going to, there's going to be new memes. Don't fight mm-hmm. it. Just let it happen. It's for, yeah, it's like, for the good like of mankind. The other best example of that is uh, the flex tape. John Tron finally <laughs> came back after almost a full year and comes out punching right out the gates with flex tape two. And it's just, they took it to a whole other level. He had Phil Swift from flex tape in the video. It's like describing all this and just like showing how flex tape has entered mainstream. It's on Jimmy Kimmel. Like and Shaquille O'Neal is like fixing holes in a bucket with flex tape and putting drinks in it. Yes. And it's like when you use it to your advantage, you can only go up. Like yep. you embrace it and it just works so well. Yep. All right. And then uh, this one was just a funny little clip. This is obviously edited. Uh, <laughs> I thought it almost tricked me, but then I realized like when the camera pans, you can see that it's just like an edit, but I, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I'm just going to play it. I don't need to explain it. So for anyone who's listening to the podcast, uh, it's it's in like an Irish pub or somewhere probably in, in Europe. And uh, they're they're all looking up at a big screen. And it's got the uh, if you ever watch The Office, it's a well-known meme of the, the little DVD thing, the screensaver that bounces around the screen and you and everybody anticip- anxiously anticipates it bouncing perfectly in the corner. So somebody timed it and did a video edit of the pub all watching in anticipation as the DVD perfectly bounces in the corner. I thought it was hilarious. And then the crowd roars in applause. Yeah. It's great. It was a good edit. I saw it on Reddit. I thought it was worth mentioning. Put it out there. And then this one. James, you didn't know about this one. I knew of the event. I saw this video specifically. Was like, oh, they, Nickelodeon uploaded the the high the high resolu- the high quality version to YouTube. I knew that, but that's like the full extent. You didn't know about the uh, the petition. I didn't know. I was not aware of the petition. Yeah. So uh, for those who don't know, I mean, obviously, probably everyone knows if if you are on the Internet, uh, the creator of SpongeBob passed away. And so there's been a lot of really wonderful tributes. And it's been mostly, you know, just like a lot of positive, you know, uh, remembrances and things going around the Internet. And uh, one thing that some people decided to do was to create a petition to have the uh, Sweet Victory performance from SpongeBob play during the Super Bowl halftime show. And it's up to like 600,000 votes, I think. Like it's it's significant. And like there's been a huge outpouring of just like 
positivity and stuff. And so in response to that, Nickelodeon re-uploaded that scene, that performance on their official channel in high quality. I'm not going to play it because this one will definitely get me a copyright. Uh, but, but you should definitely check it out and definitely sign the petition. If, if nothing else, James made a good point. Nickelodeon, it's a great opportunity for them to, they should just buy ad time and just play the entire, the whole thing, (laughs) just play it in its entirety as a commercial, put a Nickelodeon logo at the bottom and just like, just play it during a commercial break. I think it'd be fantastic. But, um, I thought, I thought that was really cool. So yeah. Check out the check out the video, sign the petition, and show some love for uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. We used to watch that screensaver logo for years in high school, and always wanted to be perfectly hit in the corner, but it was so rare. Oh, <laughs> yo, he was mm-hmm. talking about the DVD thing. Yeah, that's that's a that's old school meme. That was a meme before memes. But anyway, the SpongeBob thing I thought was really cool. Uh Finally, a couple more things we'll mention really quick. This is ridiculous. You guys may have seen this video. I think it was re-uploaded. So Michael Rappaport, he's a comedian and actor. He uploaded this video of – it's a really funny video. And uh, I don't know. You guys just watch this. It's insane what happened. We've reached a new fucking low on Instagram. You know my famous cat video with the cat that I said looks like my grandma? Well, Instagram has taken it down. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? A fucking cat? Hey, don't fucking look at me like that. That's a weird looking fucking cat. (laughs) Ma! Yo, they took that fucking video down because they said... I was shaming. Somehow or another, it's shaming. I'm shaming a fucking cat. You took a video down off Instagram of me shaming a fucking cat? It's crazy. The owners of that beautiful cat, Wilford Warrior, they didn't feel like I was shaming the cat. They thought it was funny. So, yeah, they took down the video because he was shaming a cat. Mm-hmm. They 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 mentioned in their uh, in their response that he was shaming an individual. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Shame litter bugs, not cats. Exactly, Mashif. Let's beat up the litter bugs and leave leave the leave the guys making funny cat meme videos alone. There's no reason to. And eh, we could skip that one. <sighs> it's ridiculous. Uh, there's no, I mean, cats don't know what shaming is. It was a silly, are you going to talk about Tumblr? I mean, other than the fact that it's been a huge pedophile ring for a long time and they're finally having to answer for it when all they had to do was make a, make their report button larger. It's, I mean, it's not that hard. Make the it easy, make it easy to report shit and take it down when it's reported. Like it, I don't know. That that whole situation never should have happened. That's entirely mm-hmm. their fault. I don't feel bad for them at all. Tumblr has been a cesspool for a long time. I have I think I used Tumblr for like a week when it first came out and I never touched it again. So, I let it die personally. I don't have much to say about it. There's been there's been a lot of garbage on it for a long time. 
I know a few people that use it legitimately. I know uh, uh, Swamp Music uh, had a pretty big Tumblr following and stuff, but uh, nah, I, I I give zero shits about uh, Tumblr. I just love the uh, the quote from I forget who what who was it, but it was on Yahoo bought it, and it's like, don't worry, if anything, Tumblr's gonna be going nothing but up, and then it's like this happened, and it's like. It was a long time coming. Yeah. That was the CEO of Yahoo. I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know too much about it other than the fact that they've gotten in trouble many times for child porn, uh, not getting deleted quick enough or, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's, it's been a problem for a long time. People have been blatantly using it for nefarious purposes for a while. And, you know, it's their own fault for not, creating policies and tools to prevent that. But yeah, let them, let them die. I don't, I don't mind. There's plenty of other platforms for people to use. We have too many. Like new ground. <laughs> really capitalizing on that. They're like, you know, guys, NSFW content is allowed on our site. Yeah. And then it's like, so I think they're trying to nab all the people leaving. Yeah. And in closing, some free advertising for Beta Dwarf. Uh, If anyone didn't know, Minion Masters is doing a large tournament with a $25,000 prize pool. A lot of you guys know that we're uh, Minion Masters patrons here. We play the game. We enjoy it. James is a high-level... Uh, he's been, you know, grandmaster in previous seasons. He's won. Uh, he's never won first place, but he's placed in tournaments. Not yet. So uh, they're... It's coming. They're doing they're doing a $25,000 prize pool tournament. It's free to play now. Didn't they just announce free to play on Steam as well? Yeah, I think it was today. Yeah. Or no, no. Wait, when was it? Yeah, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, so it's it's free to play on Discord and Steam now, I believe. Uh and I think you just have to grind to at least like the top 128 on the leaderboards. Just pick a cheesy deck and grind it out if you got some free time. Try and get in the tournament. Why not? It's a fun game. Uh, the beta so sad I can't compete. James is going to be flying from <laughs> flying so to California. Crazy. You can't compete. <laughs> Tri- Triple Zep, let's go. Yeah, where's where's Shady Hobos at? Let's get him in here. It's like if I came top eight in this tournament, that would be like ten times the number of money I've ever earned from Minion Masters. Won't have the chance. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting. Good for them. They've got some sponsorships. They've got some prize money. Hopefully they can continue to promote Minion Masters in a positive way. My only beef with this tournament is that uh, the 2v2 tournament, uh, you have to be a Discord partner to enter. Or you, one, one, one member of the 2v2 team has to be a Discord partner, which I get why they're doing it. They're trying to appeal to people who have a larger audience like Twitch partners and discord partners, but I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel the same way about this that I feel about the whole crip thing. A lot of those people will come in, they'll compete and they'll never play the game again. It's the same thing that happened with crip in his community. Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully people stick around and enjoy the game. But I think when you, when you limit it that way, it kind of leaves a bad taste in people's mouth, especially the people who have been playing it for years. Mm-hmm. When you, when you say, Nope, sorry, you can't compete in this tournament. It's only for, for people who are cool enough, basically. 
Especially 2v2. 2v2 is the fun mode. So when a bunch of people were asking about it in the Discord, and I'm just like, oh no, to be in the 2v2 tournament, you have to be a Discord partner. And they're like, oh, what's that? And I was like, oh, you have to follow the, you have to have main, like, earn these criteria. And they're like, oh, so I can't do it? And I'm like, pretty much, yeah. And they're just like, oh, okay. You gotta, you gotta find a Discord partner that you can uh, chum up with. Well, you can't because you're gonna be traveling but people were already doing it for me <laughs> one of the minion masters does was like james i already hit up a, a a discord partner and i was like oh you know this james guy he's pretty you know he also streams on twitch he's pretty pretty high level player you know you could ask him to be your partner and earn some money yeah because that's what i was telling some other people too i was like unless you place fifth sixth or seventh no seventh sixth or fifth and then fourth you earn more money in the 2v2 ah okay hmm i don't know man Mm -hmm. the 1v1 that's that's really interesting because when you put that much money in front of people it's like a lot of people that weren't really interested in the tournaments are probably going to come compete when it's that much money yeah that's true. It is enough money, hopefully, to draw some new uh, some new faces. My again, my only concern is that they come in, they win the tournament, and then they go back to whatever they normally do, and their community goes with them. May, um, hopefully, they convert some people. Now that it's free to play, I feel like it has a better chance of having some conversions than when the, the whole Crip thing happened. Like, basically, Crip played the game. They did it. They did a key giveaway with Crip. His his community showed up, and most of them were just like shitting on the game and calling it pay to win and stuff. And then the numbers went up for like a few days. And then when Crip went back to his normal thing, his fan base went with him. <laughs> so that I, I don't know. I, I I hope that it gets some good exposure, and I hope it it being free to play makes more people stick and download the game and try it. Because I feel like most people that try the game end up enjoying it. I feel like most people that play it are like, oh, this game's really fun. Because the games aren't very long. It's it's easy to learn, hard to master. It has everything that should make it a decent, growing game. Um, but, you know... It costs money. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully the free-to-play thing helps. We finally gotten to the point where the floodgates should open up, right? Mm-hmm. But we shall see. All right. Well, that was that was a solid podcast. Mm-hmm. I feel that good about it. So. Anything else you wanted to talk about, James? No, we covered pretty much everything. Unless you want to, you know, talk about Artifact for another few hours. Oh, Jesus. I, t- I forgot all about Artifact. We kind of went on a movie rant there for a while. Uh, it's fun. I think it's, I think it's worth the 20 bucks right now. A lot of people are hating on it. What was that? I have a love hate relationship with it. (laughs) So it's like, I don't, I'm not even phased about buying cards. I do phantom draft. It's basically free arena. If you play at Hearthstone, but it's like, sometimes I, I see it and I'm like, Oh, I could just drop 40 bucks and then just buy the cards straight up and have like everything you need. Cause that's why I like it compared to other card games. Other ones, it's like, well, if you want to grind for a couple months, you'll get everything in time. But it's like, I could just drop 40 bucks 
and then just buy a deck right out. Well, and I love that it uses the marketplace personally because a lot of people like I have I have like CS skins and like Dota items and like a bunch of trading cards that are just sitting in my inventory and it kind of like artifact kind of gives me the motivation to actually go through and like put all that stuff on the market because I could probably get enough money from the shit that I have in my inventory to buy most of the cards and artifact. Mm-hmm. And I just, but mostly it's out of laziness that I don't sell all of my shit. Cause I have like, I have a Dota item that's worth like $10. And I like, I have people message me that are like, Hey, you want to sell that item? And I'm like, nah, just cause no, I'm, <laughs> just cause I'm lazy. And just cause like, I don't know, I'd maybe it'll, maybe the value will go up if I just hold on to it long enough, you know, but yeah. And especially in artifact, they make it so simple. It's just like you the go, bulk you buy go. and sell. Yeah, it's just card collection. Add excess cards. Here's how much like the all of them put together are worth. Sell. Oh, it's just one button. It's just yep. one click. Yep. You want to buy a card? You can even just select unowned cards in the tab. It pops all of them up. You add them into a deck, and then it's like purchase unowned cards, and it gives you the price, the market price, and then you can just buy them right there. Yeah, the fact that you can build your deck without owning the cards and then just say buy these cards to fit to fill my deck, that's really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, because right now it's like there's three hero cards, Axe, Drow Ranger, and Kana that are like super expensive. But the moment someone finds another deck that doesn't need those cards, that's just as effective. Because the game is pretty new. Right. The reason the ones are so expensive is because the, the strategy is pretty simple. The second someone figures out like the killer strategy that doesn't use those cards, those ones are probably going to fall while these new ones pick up. So you could just pick up all the the commons for literally cents. Yeah, and every time a new, like, season or a new, like, you know, pack or whatever comes out, like, the older stuff will get cheaper. So you'll be able to, like, like, retroactively kind of fill the gaps in your deck as the price of older cards come down if you're missing a couple things. But... I don't know. I I like the fact that it's not like you know you can buy packs, but I like the fact that you can just straight up buy the cards you want. Mm-hmm. That I think that's an essential piece of the puzzle that a lot of card games miss. It's like well you but you can buy the packs and hope you get the cards you want. Keep grinding for them, but like mm-hmm. I like the fact that you can just straight up say, oh I need this card for this build. Boom, I bought it for five cents. You know, <laughs> like yeah. Because in other, like Hearthstone, since that's the one I played the most, it's like, technically, you could build a competitive deck for free, you just have to get rid of your entire collection and only have a single deck. Right. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, technically that works, but then you can't have fun just messing around with the cards. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's worth it, especially because with the $20, there's a lot of modes that you can pl- play for free. Like... Mm-hmm. With Phantom Draft. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. There's like a bunch, like you can try out all the new cards. There's like all these custom like draft card modes. And uh, the only things that cost money are like the competitive modes, right? Because you have to, you have to use tickets or, or mm-hmm. and the, some of them cost tickets and decks or tickets and packs, right? Yeah. So it's, uh, you can do pre-constructed which costs a ticket and it's just you have your deck you submit it 
you use the ticket, and then you play. You, it's either you lose two or win five. If you win three, you get a ticket back. If you win four, you get two tickets and a... No, you get one ticket and a card pack. If you win five, then you get two tickets and three card packs. Right. So if you actually win consistently, you're getting your return. And then the, the sealed draft is, yeah, if you have five packs, then you just open the packs, and then you choose, like, you pick and choose what cards you want. Right. Okay. I don't know. It seems reasonable to me. A lot of people are mad about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you have to pay 20 bucks for the game, and then you have to buy packs on top of that. But you don't. like. I think it's because people are used to stuff like Hearthstone and the other free-to-play ones. Right. Where it's like, oh, well, the game I get in for free, and I don't have to buy packs. I can earn them slowly over time. But then it's like, yeah, but if you compare like the cost of your time compared to just buying the card straight out, it's probably a lot cheaper. Well, plus all of the modes that are free with that $20 price tag, mm-hmm. like that you don't need it. Like I that's that's what I mean, you could pay 20 bucks and not buy any cards or packs and still have a great time with like, you could still have endless hours of just playing the free modes. Yeah. I, I like I don't <laughs> I don't see what the problem is personally, but uh, I don't know. The RNG keeps the games fresh. Yeah. Even when it's shitty RNG. And I'm sure we'll have more to say about Artifact. And I'm sure that, you know, there there were some, like, graphical things people were requesting. Like, some people said that the, the auto camera is super annoying. Like, they just want to be able to stay zoomed out and just watch the game happen and zoom in when they need to. Things like mm-hmm. that, which I, I could get behind. Like, there should just at least be an option. To turn off auto camera or whatever i don't know there's definitely some quality of life stuff that they could work on um and they will i mean they're not gonna let they've they're not gonna let this baby die they're gonna invest time and oh, yeah. they're, they're skimming more money off every transaction they're not gonna let it die no they're gonna they're they're gonna they're gonna fix it whatever it, they'll listen i mean Valve's been around long enough to know like when to listen and when not to listen to the community. I think a lot of this this uh, complaints about the packs and the cards and the marketplace and stuff, a lot of that'll blow over. And, uh, you know, Valve will take the good and ignore the bad and they'll make it a better game. So, we'll see. I, I have high hopes. I think it's I think it's gonna be worth it. What I what little I've played of the game so far, I've really enjoyed, and I will probably continue to play it. And I look forward to the mobile version that comes out in 2019, because they've already said that they're making a mobile version that's gonna come out next mm. year. So oh nice. And I think that's part I of the reason my phone's battery. I think that's part of the reason they went with the auto camera thing, is because the way the game is set up it's actually pretty friendly to a phone right because like you're always you know there's you do zoom out occasionally but only long enough to pick a lane and then you zoom back in so whereas like mtga is a lot harder to do on a phone because there's situations where you've got like row like mtga you can have rows of cards on the you know on one table right it, it i don't know i i feel like I feel like Artifact will... I think they'll do a good job. They've designed it in a way that I think it will be playable on a phone. I think it'll be Mm -hmm. enjoyable. And hopefully, you know, your accounts will be linked so your progress on your phone, you know, will carry over. I mean, I'm sure it will. That's the only thing that bugs me. I I wish Diablo 3, I wish it was all the same... 
because I'd love to play Diablo 3 on, uh, you know, my PlayStation and have that progress carry over to the PC, uh-huh. but it, it doesn't. It's two completely separate servers and stuff. But all the other ones, like uh, Immortal and Hearthstone, and all there, you can you know play on your phone and your your PC, and it's the same account. You have your progress and everything, so. I look forward to that because I'll probably play it more on my phone than I will on my PC. Honestly, when I'm at my PC, I'd rather play all the other games I have. <laughs> mm-hmm. But when I'm on my lunch Although, break at work, or a game of artifact class, it might be hard. That's true. Yeah, that's I true. The mean, games... it would be nice when like you're waiting for like like in a dentist's office for an like you're waiting in an appointment that you know is going to take a while. You're sitting at an airport. Yeah, those kinds of things. It's probably going to be great for that. Yeah. Well, and I think maybe that, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if they'll tweak the timers or some of the stuff that makes the game feel like it's dragging. Cause there's times where the, you know, if it definitely drags, I think there's things they could do to encourage the players to play their cards a little faster. Oh yeah. Oh, did you see uh, one of the tournaments that went on last week? I didn't. A few of the, the Hearthstone pros that were playing in the artifact tournament they lost games because they ran out of time. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. So like the casters are just like, oh, like his strategy is this and this. He just, he he paydayed, paydayed for like a hundred gold and he bought his items. That's really going to like make him win the game. And it just shows the player just like thinking about something. And then it's just like victory. And they're like, what just happened? <laughs> they were spending so long on their turns. That yeah. They just ran out of time and the game's like, you lose. Yeah, the which surprises me because it gives you plenty of warnings. Like I remember when I, you know, the few games I did play, it was popping up. It's like auto forfeit if you don't play your shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know. So, I think that's good though. I think that to keep the pace going, with how much there is to do and think about, people could take forever. Mm-hmm. But I maybe they should have different modes. Maybe they should have a mode that's like the speed chess of. Make it even, make it even faster. Make it straight up speed Five chess. Second turns. You get a minute in total to play the game, guys. Just blap, bleep, bleep, blap. You'd probably see some interesting stuff come out of that, honestly. So yeah, that's artifact. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. Where this is like, it's still in the infant state of the game. There's much to come for sure. It's it's probably a year from now. It's going to be a completely different game. I, I honestly think that there's gonna be they're they're gonna they're gonna patch the shit out of that game and update it and they they're gonna put a lot of time and energy into it. I think a couple years it's you were gonna be like, hey, remember remember when this game first came out? I mean, just look at Minion Re- Masters. Remember when Axe costed uh, twenty five bucks? Oh, yeah. Now it's just like a dollar. I mean, look at Minion Masters or Diablo three or any of those games when they first came out. They're completely different now, you know. Mm-hmm. They'll, the, the game will continue to evolve I, I have no doubt alright man two All hours right. Yeah, mm, we did it we did a podcast after two weeks of nothing oh no scrolls <laughs> why you gotta hurt my heart like that goo uh, scrolls had potential it did yeah but he would always live in Minecraft shadow. Yeah, I I feel like they didn't do enough to promote it, honestly. But 
That's a that's that's a podcast for another day. That's a podcast in of itself. Yeah. The rise and fall of scrolls. We'll get Notch on here and we'll interview him about scrolls. Mm-hmm. Um, One day. And eventually we'll talk about the whole PewDiePie thing. But uh, I'm gonna go eat dinner because I'm hungry. And oh, uh, same. We'll be back next week. I'm gonna send everyone over to Cardboard Cowboy because he's a handsome man and I love that guy. So we're gonna go say hi to him. Thank you guys for being here. This has been Hit the Bucket. Uh, We'll be back next week, hopefully, uh, barring any other (laughs) life crisis or disasters. Um, Make sure, please go go check out the uh, YouTube channel. Give us a little, hit that little sub button if you could. I'd appreciate it very much. And let's go drop a raid on Mr. Cardboard Cowboy. Have a good night, everyone. Thanks for being here. Everybody take care. (laughs) 